0: This is the Employment Law Show. It is. It is 632. It is Wednesday, so it is about time for you to grab a phone. As you know by now, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, four days a week, 630 to 7. You have all kinds of time during the week to tune into this show and uh, ask your questions, make your opinions, and uh, clear up some stuff that you may be wondering about for some time. How do you do it? 416 870 6,400. Uh, John Scholes here, of course, and Lior Samfiru back in the chair and ready to go. Co-founding partners, Samfiru Tamarkin LLP. If you Google them, you look at the reviews, they're number one of any law firm across the country from coast to coast to coast. So you can rest assured you're getting the excellent advice and the due diligence for sure, which you'll need in matters when it comes to employment to reach Lior and the team. Just as easy, one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. And even before you stop by there, there's another website that's been crafted to be free and anonymous and oh so helpful, full of employment law info and the severance pay calculator way That would be as well. That would be pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. But uh, right now, 416-870-6400. As we uh, get it launched here for another evening, Lior, we're going to get into uh, going on disability leave, cover that topic. But always, we get warmed up nicely with the case of the day, pal. What's going on? Hey,
1: John. I am great. Uh, You know, actually in a a good mood today. Got a lot of stuff done uh, up until now. Talked to a lot of people. Answered probably 100-plus emails uh, questions about employment law and workplace rights. And that's what I want to do over the next uh, 25 minutes or so, mm-hmm. answer questions. So if you have an issue or a problem, you're facing a, an ultimatum or a, a workplace situation that makes you uncomfortable, whatever that issue is, maybe you just always wanted to know something. You know, I remember well, before I was a lawyer, I was working all kinds of jobs. I always wanted to know about my rights. I just didn't know them. Well, you have a, a, the same opportunity now to call and ask your questions and get those answers and walk away with the solutions that you need to have. So make it interesting for us and for you and for all our listeners, call with your questions. But case of the day where I like to start off, uh, John, I spoke with a gentleman earlier today who right about now was expecting to be called back to work. He worked mm-hmm. in a golf course and right about now, this time of year, he called back usually to go to, to start working on the golf course, get it ready for the the upcoming season. He'd been doing this for five or six years. Well, except he got a call from his uh, employer, and he expected that was the call telling him, yeah, you should be in on Monday. Say, we're not going to need you this year uh, with uh, with COVID. We made some, some changes, some restructuring. So even though we're going to be opening, obviously, for the season, we're not going to need you. So uh, we'll let you know if we need you next year. And he was obviously very upset. It was his job for, you know, going on six years. So he called me and he wanted to know, can they do that? And do they owe me anything as a result of this? So this is actually a very interesting situation. Uh, His employer obviously doesn't have to have him at work, but they owe him severance, even though he's, quote unquote, a seasonal employee. He's been doing this job for six years. Every year he's off in the fall. He's back in the spring. Round and round we go. Now that they've decided not to do that, that's a termination of employment. They did not have a right to just decide not to bring him back without paying him severance. They have to pay him severance. It's going to be right around eight months pay is what I assess him as being owed. And I'm obviously going to help him get that. And it made me remember and realize that there's a lot of people that may be in kind of a seasonal type of job, whether it's in construction or anything else where you're not working for certain periods, maybe of the winter, then you come back to work. If at some point you're not called back to work when you expect it to be back, if your boss decides this time you're not coming back, well, that is a termination that entitles you to severance. And the fact that they call you, you, you even call yourself a seasonal employee does not change that fact. Just like with the teacher. teachers off for the summer. Doesn't right. mean they can be let go without severance. Same thing here. You're off for the winter. That's okay. But you have to get paid severance if you don't. If you're let go, no severance. Even if you're a seasonal employee, give me a call because your entitlements can be quite significant.
0: And again, that number, one 855 821 That's the recently or when we're not doing this show. But here and now, 416 870 6,400 that is how we do it and uh, getting into our uh, topic for the day going on a disability leave Lior I guess I'm assuming in fact I can almost say for certain that this particular topic has really uh, really become popular and more important in the last year and a half or two years yeah
1: you know it's interesting that uh, in the 20 years or so that I've been practicing this issue of uh, going on disability leave and rights arising from that every year I think has become a bit more important more prominent I've seen it more often but man, over the last two years or so yeah. with COVID, that's been a huge issue. I've seen so many more people than usual having to go off on a leave, and it's not just because of COVID. It's not just that they were sick with COVID and they have to be off work. Sure, we've seen that, but also because of the extra you know stressors that life has uh, shown us over the past couple of years, you know, with the worldwide pandemic and and jobs being in jeopardy and and you know potentially sicknesses. Uh, a lot of individuals have found that it's just been too much to bear and have had to go off work, uh, you know, as a result of anxiety or depression and uh, so suffering from mental health issues. So uh, and unfortunately, sometimes they've been given a bit of a hard time by their employer. So we want to talk about your rights in terms of going off on a disability uh, disability leave when you, you can do it and what to do if your employer gives you a hard time. And this applies, by the way, whether your your medical condition, whether your disability is a result of a physical ailment right. or as a result of a mental health issue, either way it applies.
0: Well, coming off of that point, I mean, what's, uh, what kind of issues do you see generally when it comes to medical leaves?
1: Well, you know, employers often are not happy with employees going on a leave. On right. leave. And, and what I've often seen is employers uh, not believing employees that are, are sick questioning them, demanding information they're not entitled to, uh, refusing to allow them to take leave, uh, imposing time limits on how long they're going to be off work, uh, letting people go because they're on a leave. And certainly I've seen issues surrounding coming back from a medical leave where employers may not have uh, dealt with the employees properly and not brought them back. So there's a lot of issues that I see, unfortunately, coming up. And... To be honest with you, John, as, as we'll see over the next uh, few minutes, it's actually not a complicated situation from a legal standpoint. Employers still get it wrong, so we want to talk about uh, how this should be dealt with from an employee and a, an employer standpoint.
0: Again, anytime you want to uh, interject or have a question about this topic or anything else having to do with your job is not just bound to Disability Talk uh, this evening. Anything, four one six eight seven zero. 6,400. Feel free to uh, to bring it on. Lines are are, are are wide open. So if someone has to be away from work for medical reasons, they got doctor support, so on and so forth, what do they need to do?
1: So to be off on a, on a disability leave on a medical leave, well, there's really only two things. Number one, you actually have to have a medical issue, right? Uh, you can't be off for medical reasons if you don't have a medical issue. Mm-hmm. It goes without saying. But the second aspect is you need to have a doctor's note and you know john these two things is actually all you need to be able to be off work as long as as you have to be whether it's a week a month a year Uh, and and if you have that doctor's note it's difficult for me to emphasize to, to 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 just tell you how powerful that is your doctor is judge and jury when it comes to your ability to be off work Your the need for you to be off work so you get that doctor's note your employer has to let you have that time off now it's not going to be enough if you tell your employer i'm sick i need to be off your employer mm-hmm. can insist on a doctor's note but you get that doctor's note and and the doctor supports you then john that's all you need to be off on a medical leave
0: i know you kind of said in there during that uh during that uh, that little uh, part that you mentioned you know a week a month a year or further that is the next question, really. How long can an individual be away from work if it's medical reasons?
1: Well, the, the bottom line is you can be off work as long as you need to to get better. Whether, again, as I said, it's a week maybe in some situations. Other situations, it could be two years. Whatever that amount of time, as long as it's legitimate and necessary to get better, you can be off work. And here, too, we look at the doctor. The doctor is in the best position to say, how long you need off or or when you're ready to come back to work. So if your doctor says you need off for six months and it gives you a note, then that's how long you can be off. Maybe the doctor says you need to be off indefinitely and we'll assess again in two months. That's okay as well. As long as the doctor puts that in writing. So there is no time limit. I want to be very clear here. There's no time limit. You can be off as long as you need to. Hopefully not too long. Hopefully you get better and healthy and are back to work. No problem. But if you need that extra time and your doctor supports you, there's nothing that your employer can do to refuse that. You're allowed to take that time off.
0: You know, most people wouldn't be scratching their head if they got to take off, you know, a couple of weeks or a few weeks, even a couple of months and uh, and go on from there. They'll be like, yeah, I'll be back eventually. It's just, you know, I, I busted something or, you know, my doctor said I'll be okay in a few weeks and I'm coming right back to work. But extended period of time uh, periods of time, especially, what happens to that employee's job while they're on that medical leave? I, I guess even in the short term as well.
1: Sure. So this is obviously an important question and, and something that I know employees are often worried about. If I'm going to go off on a medical leave, what happens to my job? So, so let's break this down. While you're on a leave, you're, you continue to be an employee and you continue to accrue seniority. Mm. So the time that you spend on leave counts towards your years of service. So if you work for four years and then you had to be off for one year for medical reasons, well, you're now you're a five-year employee. So your seniority accrues, you're still an employee. Now, when you're ready to come back to work, your employer has to make all efforts to bring you back. They have to look, obviously, number one, at the job that you used to have. If it's available, they have to take you back to it. If it's not available, they need to try to make efforts to find another job for you. And they have to take that seriously and they have to look hard. It's only when they've tried and they've looked and they've really wanted to bring you back, but there's nothing for you there's just nothing to to find that they're allowed to let you go with severance so i've seen many situations where the employer just hasn't tried hard enough that hasn't looked didn't want to deal with the employee coming back from a medical leave that is illegal so yes you should be brought back to work if at all possible if you're not if your employer is not trying to bring you back or they're ignoring you you have to give me a call 416-870-6400.
0: 416-870-6400. Get in a quick call before we uh, we break in a minute. Dion. what's your question?
2: Hi there. I'm just calling to inquire about the specificity of my notes. Um, my situation is I've just discovered I have a tear in the shoulder. I need to get physio, and I do need some accommodations because I do spend a lot of time on my keyboard. So just wanting to know, is there need for me to be specific about what kind of accommodation I need or do I just need to say I need to be accommodated?
1: Well, your employer is not going to know what kind of accommodation unless your doctor says that. Uh, So yes, to the extent that you you need something where you're not on the keyboard more than two hours a day, for example, then your doctor needs to say that. If it's something that there's no keyboard at all for for a period of time, then your doctor needs to say that as well. So yes, it is very important then your doctor be as specific as possible with respect okay. to the accommodation that you need, so that your employer can't say, "Well, I didn't know that you needed that." Right? We okay. wanna we wanna make sure that your employer knows what you need, so that they can accommodate you. If they refuse, that's right. the problem. That's when you you really should uh, should give me a call at that point.
0: Dion, thank you. But we got to run for a quick break, and I hope that helped. If not, you can always reach out afterwards for a lengthier conversation. Always that option, right? One eight five five eight two one and help at employmentlawyer.ca. But uh, right after the break, make like Don. Call 416-870-6400. We'll continue Wednesday night edition Employment Law Show. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. Hey, welcome back. It is 647. Love having you on the show Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, four nights a week from 630 to 7. You can uh, learn lots all week and Saturday mornings as well. But you want to call in now, you got, to, you got time. Lines are wide open, 416-870-6400. We got time for an email or two. We might get to that. If not, uh, the phone calls help at employmentlawyer.ca. And we are talking about going off on disability leave. Next question, and again, there's a lot of these questions come with confusion. That's why we're clearing this up tonight. But does it matter if the employer, or employee for that matter, has or doesn't have a disability plan?
1: So some employers provide a disability plan to their employees, a short-term or long-term disability. And what that does is if you're unable to work, that plan kicks in and pays you while you're off work and potentially could pay you till 65. Obviously, that's a good thing to have, but some employers don't have it. So here's the key, whether your workplace has a disability plan or does not have a disability, a disability plan does not affect your ability to be off work. Because remember, the only thing you need to be off work for medical reasons is a doctor's note. And if you need to be off work, then that's okay. And you, you, whether there's a disability plan or not is not going to impact that. Now, If there's no disability plan, then you're not going to have money from an insurance company. So we'd have to think, how do you get paid? Well, there's EI sickness benefits. Uh, There's potentially benefits that are available through CPP uh, that you may qualify for. Uh, So it's not as simple to get paid. But that has nothing at all to do with your ability to be off work. You can be off work if you're sick, so long as you have a doctor's note, disability plan or no disability plan.
0: This one's always sticky, and this is where the bounds are sometimes uh, are broken. What kind of medical information is the employer allowed to ask for? So,
1: and oftentimes, when you give that doctor's note, then the employer comes back with a series of questions. Well, you need to know all this other information. Well, not so fast. Your employer is not allowed to know the specifics of your medical condition. They're not. They're not allowed to know whether you're off work because of a. Uh, broken leg, uh, a busted ankle, or because you're having mental health issues. It does not matter. What matters is whether you can or cannot work. So asking you questions and demanding information about your medical condition, your diagnosis, uh, your your medication or treatment, that is all offside. Your employer cannot demand that. Now your employer can ask questions. Well, I need some more information about when you can expect to be back yeah. to work or when you'll be evaluated again. I can also ask questions about uh, is there any accommodation that you need that we can provide now instead of you going off work. That's legitimate, but not information about the specifics of your condition. That is completely offside.
0: 416-870-6400, always a number to get in on the conversation. Hey, Tom, thanks for standing by. Good evening. What's uh, what's your question, pal? Uh,
3: just my question is uh, I've been employed with my firm for the last years, uh, my manager is retired my new just job description has been added on quite a bit my job title has changed and they put this on a piece of paper asked me to come back look at it i said well i um, you're giving me way too much work and i asked for more money he said no i still want to have part of my original half of my original job title included in my new job title they came back and said no. But until we find someone to handle the rest of the workload, we're going to give you a ten percent pay increase until we hire someone. I'm just wondering when they hire someone, whether they're uh, legitimately allowed to take that pay increase away from me. Well, like a temporary if, pay increase.
1: If there, if that was the agreement, if the agreement was we're going to give you ten percent pay cut, but only until someone else is uh, comes on board, then they can. If there's no agreement, they just give you the 10% and they can't take it back. So Uh it really depends on what the deal was. The other thing, though, you want to keep in mind, Tom, is this. Even with the 10% pay increase, depending on how much your job has changed and how much more work they've put on your plate, you may be able to to treat the situation as what we call a constructive dismissal. In other words, they breached the terms of employment by giving you this other role, much more demanding role, and in doing that, you may be able to treat your employment as being terminated and require them to pay you severance. That could be easily seven, eight, nine months' pay. If you're thinking about that, if that's something you want to discuss, you need to reach out to me as soon as possible. But beyond that, yes, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna leave and you're gonna stay there, if they've said that that the, the uh, pay increase is only temporary, then they'll be able to take it back.
3: Right, and at the same time. Because of the job title change, it's, it, I could treat it as a dismissal if I wanted to.
1: Yeah, you may. Be, it's not even the job title so much. It's actually the, the job itself. If the job has changed significantly, they've added a bunch of stuff, that could be a constructive dismissal. The title in itself probably is not going to do it. But if the job really has changed, if you want to uh, consider a constructive dismissal before you do anything, you really should give me a call. So I'm off air, and we'll have that chat. <laughs>
3: yeah, and What's the number we can reach out again?
0: I'm going to give it to you right now, Tom. Thanks for uh, thanks for making the call. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. And uh, yeah, make that uh, make that phone call, brother. Four one six eight seven L sixty four hundred. Jason, you were up next. Uh, what's your question?
2: Uh, I work as a uh, bill collector in a third party bill collection environment, so I'm calling people and getting them to pay their bills, and uh, we're expected to uh, collect a certain amount of money every month. And if you don't come close to collecting that number by the end of the month, you're expected to work for free on an additional Saturday, possibly even two Saturdays. And the thing is, there might be 100 collectors in the office, maybe 10% hit their number. The rest of them are expected to work for free on Saturdays until they get to that number, but the number is unachievable anyways. So
1: are you getting paid... Jason, sorry. Are you getting paid an hourly rate or, or just a flat Sal- salary? Salary. Okay. So, in terms of uh, working, quote unquote, for free, it, it comes down to whether or not. Uh, well, I'll, I'll, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna change what I was gonna say. You can't work for free. If the deal is that uh, you work a certain amount of hours a week, if that's the deal, they can require you to work more than that. Uh, and, but what you have to decide is whether you're willing to treat this as a, is a constructive dismissal, them making you work for free. So there's probably no way to, to physically stop them from doing what they're doing, but that absolutely could be a constructive dismissal. The other thing you want to keep in mind is you can never make less than minimum wage. So you want to ask yourself, Mm -hmm. adding those hours that I work for free during the week, did I make less than minimum wage? Because if you do, that you can file a complaint with the ministry of labor but what okay. you've described to me may be a constructive dismissal
2: okay but what if you start working in your first month and you're given this number to attain and there's no way you can attain it it's unreasonable just like all the other collectors in the in the office it's it's an unreasonable number so would you be entitled to severance after just a month or two
1: yes unless you sign an employment agreement that allows them to let you go in the first three months without severance, then, yeah, even after a month or two, you could be owed a month or two worth of severance. Absolutely. So we'd want to look at the employment agreement if you did, in fact, sign one. So if you're considering constructive dismissal, just as I was telling our previous caller, you want to give me a call, Well, I want to find out more about your situation, I want to look at your employment agreement, and then I can tell you exactly what you're owed.
2: Okay, are you do you would they expect you to work for free in order to hit the number while you're on parole? And no. if you do Pro, that you mean you know, probation. Yeah, parole, Yeah, sorry, probation. And then after probation then they would expect you to continue doing it,
1: right? No. They would be inappropriate either way. Either way. Okay. So okay. if you're considering constructive dismissal, let's connect and, and let's have that chat. Happy to do it.
0: Jason, appreciate that. And uh, there he, would it make a difference? I mean, he said a month there. He said he said the first month. But if it's, if this has been going on for six, seven, eight months, now it's starting to stick in his craw a little bit. Would he still be able to do something about it, or now it's like an implied term? Working it's so
1: inappropriate to have someone work for free. Yeah. That that I would say, even if he's been doing it for a while, they're not going to be able to, to justify that by saying, "Well, he's agreed to do it before." You can't work for free, right? That's one of the the the, the basic elements of 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 employment law i come to work you pay me that's it there's no such thing as as free work uh and because of that yeah he'll be able to say constructive dismissal no problem
0: even on parole. We don't care about that either. So <laughs> on parole. <laughs> That's a different
1: issue. That's a different <laughs> That's show we'll do one day, maybe. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. That's another show for the Friday. Uh, 416-870-6400. You still got, uh, still got uh, well, a minute or two. You know what? Never mind. We're going to get a couple more of these talking points before we go. And it was really important what we talked about uh, tonight, Lior, with the uh, medical leaves. And, you know, if the employee's pushy. Keeps asking the employee, uh, or the employer's pushy. Keeps asking the employee for more information, requesting medical stuff. What what do you say? You say No
1: okay and because they can't require you and they can't punish you for it and if it gets bad that in itself could be a constructive dismissal by demanding this information or maybe threatening you for not providing it so I, i would not provide private personal medical information other than can i work can i not work and for how long
0: And that will just about do it for tonight. Again, a reminder, Monday through Thursday, 6.30 to 7, we're doing the show, Employment Law Show, and you'll join us tomorrow at 6.30 for the Disability Law Show, the the, uh, partner show to this one, so tune in for that. Thank you for all your phone calls and reaching out tonight to uh, continue that conversation with Lior and his team, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca through email, and the website, of course, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll catch you next time, Employment Law Show.